Are you looking to grow revenues, increase profitability, or obtain financing? If so, you came to the right place. Running a business is all about leadership. How do you become a better leader? Learn from the successful entrepreneurs and business owners how to lead your organization more effectively. That's why we created Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business, to help you succeed with your host, Andrew Frazier, Business Growth Pro and CFO and founder of the Small Business Pro University. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're joined by experienced entrepreneurs and business owners who share their secrets to success via live stream. Also, every Friday morning, we release a new podcast episode. Either way, you will learn about developing your business leadership skills from our roster of highly performing guest experts. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. Andrew Frazier, welcome to Live at 805, talking small business, and our guest, Michael Weiss, um, is, is on the show here. So without further ado, let me invite Mike on and we can have a good chat with him. Hey, Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. We've been working together for probably about six months and you've been teaching me and training me on a lot of the great things that you do on LinkedIn. Um, you know, as well, I've been following you probably for a little over a year. So, you know, just listening and seeing what you're sharing and excited to really have you on the show and be able to talk to you about some of the things that you're doing and how you're helping people grow their business, which is incredibly important during the crisis and even coming out of the crisis. So, um, but before we get started with that, I want you to introduce yourself. You've, you've done a lot of great things and, you know, how did you get to the point where you are with your academy, where you're focusing on LinkedIn? Um, yes, thanks for having me. Welcome to your audience and my, you know, Client Engagement Academy. We're an online education company. We're consulting and designing and writing curriculum. So I always like to focus on making sure that the the viewer, the learner, the client gets an outcome. Right? They're spending time right now with us. Our objective is to help them even with one great nugget. So. Um, We'll put that intention into the uh, into the space. Uh, my background is Wall Street, and I started in '87, direct mail, cold calling, no internet. Uh, 2000, fell in love with the internet. It was just email back then, and then decided that I, I love technology and I digitized my business. And then I liked doing that a lot more than running people's money. So then I started consulting with other financial companies to digitize uh, with marketing automation and sales processes, their business. And then my mentor, who was my business coach for a few years, John Asaroff in 2008, sucked me out of New York City to uh, Southern California to build the company NeuroGym that he has now, which is um, kind of two parts to the, the story where I am today. One, I ran the entire company, everything digital. And so we ended up with um, 7,000 customers in 80 countries uh, with our online course, Work and Wear, um, which is really the turning point in my career into education. 
Uh, and at the same time, when we were growing the business, we got a huge boost from Facebook. We all were like, oh, this Facebook company is great because every time, you know, we're doing a video, 10,000 people are watching it and then they watch and then they get the ebook and then they come to the email list and then we give them more value and they buy stuff. So that window of opportunity lasted for a couple of years on Facebook and then they closed it. And, and no one knew. It was like, oh, this is great until it wasn't. So both those things are um, kind of important. Um, after I got bought out by John, I went back to digital marketing consulting. And then five years ago, the CTO who got bought out um, wrote some software to, for the online education space. And I looked at it. And one of the things that always really bothered me about the online education space is that the vast majority of people who buy online courses don't finish. It's like actually, it's kind of sickening. It's only three to 12% of the people finish. And it's a $250 billion industry, at least four or five years ago, pre-COVID. One of the fastest growing industries and it's an epic fail. So as I began to really get deeper into it, I recognized that I could do something about it. So I shut down, pivoted, invested three and a grand and built our online education uh, company. And so that's, um, where the online education company comes from. So that's a, a really fun venture because we're helping um, thought leaders and really uh, people that have a lot to give to the world um, get 40 to 80% completion rates and make a big impact with their clients. And then COVID hit. So um, like everybody else, not everybody else, this food delivery people on the internet <laughs> did very well. <laughs> but the vast majority of us, um, major adjustments. Um, you know, I was in New York City, uh, had an office that, that got shut down. I lost about a half a million dollars in pipelines, you know, prospects, because most of the people I deal with speak or they have their own events, they're thought leaders, they're corporate consultants. So they're doing a lot of their business is live. So all of a sudden it was just like zero. So um, anyway, it was very tough. Um, it's still tough. It's not, you know, it's not a, a great environment for what we do. Um, and um, so to try to really figure out how could I um, live into the, my own words that I, I teach my customers. I say, if you want to be successful, you, have, you, can, you should be a solution to somebody's problem. If you want to be ultra successful, you should be a solution to the problem that they don't even know they have. And so I began to search like, you know, how can I be uh, of more service? And, you know, that's when it became evident like seven months ago that I should share uh, the strategy that was really working for me on LinkedIn with people. And we started sort of the second part of our company, which is we're running um, LinkedIn training and LinkedIn done for you service to help people get leads grow their visibility, increase their global brand on LinkedIn. So that's how it happened. It's uh, it's an entrepreneurial <laughs> story. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and, you know, like you said, times are changing. You have to continually learn and move forward, um, you know, to make it with, through the crisis. You know, I always say there's three things you got to do. You got to be proactive. You have to be creative and you have to be flexible. And fortunately, those are the advantage that small businesses have. So, you know, if you're taking that route as a small business owner, you're actually have 
a better opportunity than many larger companies. Um, so, you know, you've been doing that, really um, doing some cutting edge things on LinkedIn and definitely look forward to talking a little bit more about that. What we want to do is first, let's let's talk about LinkedIn because not everybody knows, everybody's heard of LinkedIn, and but the level of understanding of it um, varies from person to person and the level of use. So, you know, let's talk about what LinkedIn is, why there's such a great opportunity with LinkedIn um, so that, you know, everybody's on the same page and then can really, then we'll, we'll towards the end, we'll talk about details and how you're really, you know, helping people to make, get thousands, get in front of thousands of people on LinkedIn and get in front of the right people on LinkedIn. Fair enough? Let's do it. Okay, great. Well, um, the, the person who brought up LinkedIn to my attention is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Gary Vaynerchuk. So, I, of course, I had a LinkedIn account and I had 3,000 people, mostly people in my network. I did nothing on LinkedIn. And I went to see him at a live event a few years ago. And he said, if you're not dominating LinkedIn today, you're, you're a fool. And he gave all the reasons why. And at that moment, I was sitting with my wife. I said to her that, all right, if I don't listen to what he's saying, then a couple of years uh, looking back, I'm going to be very upset with myself. Because for all the reasons that he said, I actually capitalized on Facebook with John Asaroff. Now, of course, he was the brand and I was supporting him, but we really watched John's Facebook fan page go from whatever, 10,000 to a million fans. And we didn't realize until after the fact that it was a gift from Facebook until it wasn't. And so what basically is happening right now is LinkedIn, which is owned by Microsoft, is getting their butt kicked across the board. Now, so is Microsoft when it comes to advertising revenue, because you think about what um, Google Chrome has done to Explorer, and then you think about the third largest search engine in the world is YouTube and all the advertising revenues they're generating. And then you think about Facebook and Instagram and all these other properties that are very effective with advertising, which means they reap um, many, many billions in dollars in revenues. However, LinkedIn's advertising is weak. And so this is the arbitrage that we can step into with LinkedIn is when you understand what they're looking to accomplish so that they can fire up that advertising platform, um, you get the opportunity for them to grow your business. It seems odd, but because of this epic battle, they need to grow great content engagement and more viewership. That's the fabric of successful advertising. <clears throat> so I've been doing this now for, you know, for clients for, I don't know, seven or eight months. And it became evident to me that I used to think all these social media companies were so smart. However, when I began to sort of just think about this over and over again, they just replicated the first three TV stations, right? You had three TV stations. They had programming that was on for four hours a day. And they had very few people that could afford TVs and they had terrible advertising. And then they increased their programming and increased their viewership and it all became about the advertising. And then that progressed. And then, you know, the cable industry 
So it's a fight always for great programming and demographics and engagement, which allows you to have the ultimate in revenue, which is advertising. So that's the model. And this is the opportunity in LinkedIn now is to help them win the game. And what that looks like is uh, if you were going to say, do a direct mail, uh, take 10,000 pieces and bring it to the post office and give it to them. Well, they would mail you 10,000 pieces. That would be your marketing effort, open and closed. Now, if it's LinkedIn that you're working with and you know how to give them what they want, you'd give them those 10,000 pieces and like two days later, they call you back and say, hey, Andrew, by the way, great mailer. I mailed 30,000 pieces for you. No charge. <laughs> that's, that's the key, right? Because that large organization is propelling us to more people than we theoretically deserve. Big views, I call it, with small connections. A great way. I'd never heard it put that way, especially comparing it to TV in the early days. Um, but, you know, definitely advertising drives so much, um, so much business. And, you know, really when you're looking at it, um, you know, LinkedIn is a great platform for business advertising, working with businesses. And, um, you know, what would you say is um, some of the key things and features that you get with LinkedIn, whereas other social media and other platforms you don't really get access to? The, well, the, the, when you advertise on LinkedIn right now, it sucks. It's not efficient. You pay a lot and it's, it's not your best place to advertise. That's what they're trying to fix. However, what you do get on LinkedIn that you don't get on other platforms is access to a world-class professional network. That's the game changer. Those other platforms, they're fairly convoluted between fake news and fake accounts and all the subterfuge that's going on and then personal stuff, you know, people showing off the car they bought and stories about their kids, which is all good. That's Facebook. That's what it was designed to be. It's not a business platform. LinkedIn is a business platform. And so if you're in business and you want to grow your network to do business, then there's only one place you need to be. Um, and I basically shut down everything else. I'm barely on Facebook. I don't, I don't do anything else because all the business I could possibly want for the next decade is right on LinkedIn. Okay. That, that's a great way to put it. I mean, when I'm working with business owners, that's one of the first things I talk to them about is, are you on LinkedIn? What's your profile? look? I check out their profile on LinkedIn and let them know whether they need to work on it and, you know, ask them how they're using it because, you know, as a business owner, you are doing yourself a huge disservice if you're not on LinkedIn or you're not using LinkedIn. I dug up some facts for you if you want some okay. data. Because, you know, a lot, a lot of people like data, right? Yes, that would be great. So 80% uh, of all social media leads come from LinkedIn. 80% of all social media leads come from LinkedIn. That's a good reason to be on LinkedIn. 46% of social traffic to corporate websites come from LinkedIn. So you have a corporate website. If you look at the traffic coming in, you know where it's coming from. 
46% of all the traffic coming from all the social sites is coming from LinkedIn. That's also a good number. And then LinkedIn generates three times more conversions or it's 300% better in terms of conversions than Twitter and Facebook. So that means if, um, say, 10 people come from Twitter or Facebook and say, just come to your site to opt in, and so one opted in, um, for every one that opts in from Twitter or Facebook, you'll get three that opt in from LinkedIn. That's substantial, because then if you take it from 10 to 100 to 1,000, these numbers uh, make a big difference. And um, I mean, the bottom line is you get customers from LinkedIn. Well, customers are good, especially in this environment. And, um, you know, I've used LinkedIn for many, many years for free, which has been great. But, you know, there's even, you know, further features that can make it even more valuable that I've learned about it. But for someone who's, you know, fairly new to LinkedIn or hasn't really done much on LinkedIn, what's the first thing they should do? Uh, the first thing you got to focus on is on your uh, profile. So there's a lot of parts uh, and components of your profile. We have a 18-point document to break down all the pieces of uh, your profile. And examples of, of uh, profiles done that are uh, that are powerful. The profile and the reason why it's important is because the way it works on LinkedIn is that you're um, encouraged to do outbound by LinkedIn. They want you to actually create lists in like Sales Navigator and save them and and actually reach out to some people. They want you to go into posts talking about a topic that you happen to know a lot about and add commentary into those comments. They want you to go into a group that is um, focused on an area that you um, are passionate about and be involved. So when you do that, and people are like, wow, that was a smart comment, that was interesting or neat, they see who you are and then with one click, then they can figure out who are you, right? And that's the magic because that profile page is an incredible piece of real estate. It's like um, you know a corner store on Fifth Avenue. It's one of the great pieces of real estate. Now, if you've got a crappy store on Fifth Avenue, huddled up next to Breitling and some of these other high fashion stores, no, nobody's coming in your store. But if you have a really nice store on Fifth Avenue and that's what people are looking at, you will get traffic. So the LinkedIn profile is an amazing piece of real estate. However, you've got to get it so when someone comes to check you out, it does the next thing that you want them to do. That's the place to focus on. The, um, the great thing about what we're talking about is that you literally can optimize your LinkedIn profile and without spending really much money, spending some time, go out and make 10 comments, 20 comments a day, and you can start conversations that can lead to business. Definitely the profile is important because that is how people learn about you. 
and sometimes before they even meet you. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll share something about Andrew because we've gotten to know each other rather, rather well over our um, business relationship. You're a great student. So, of course, Andrew's very successful. He's working with organizations. And so when we started speaking originally, he was watching what I was doing. We had some conversations like, all right, uh, I, I want to join the program. And you've done a, really a fantastic job of learning. And here's the key. No one needs more information. It's all about the application of information. And you've done a great job. So you go, go to Andrew's LinkedIn and look at his um, about section on his profile. It's it's outstanding. You've done you know so many great things. And um, one of the things that people don't consider about the LinkedIn profile is that it's a, a conversion page. So conversion is an interesting conversation when it comes to say digital marketing. So when you have an online funnel, so say you're looking to sell, I don't know, a $500 course or a $500 service or something like that. And what normally you do is you, you try to get traffic and then you have an ebook or some type of what we call irresistible offer, a lead magnet, something of very high value that someone can give their email um, to you and you give them that in exchange. Then you give them some more information. You might take them to a webinar and then present your offer and then enroll them as a client or take them to an application, schedule an appointment to do an enrollment or a sales call. So that's, that's really a funnel. And all along that path, there's conversion points. So when you get traffic, say you have ads on Google or you're marketing to a list, all the people that end up at the landing page, which is where the email opportunity is to get that ebook, that's the, one of the biggest levers of gonna be of your success of a digital marketing funnel. So you're doing a great job with a landing page if you're getting north of 20% conversions, 25, 30% is great. So that means for every thousand people that land, 25% is 250 opt in and give you their email, they get the ebook and then you have them in your funnel. That's what we call a conversion. And then of course, all along that pathway, there's other conversion points. What most people don't realize is that that LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile is your landing page. And so there's so many places in there to, uh, and opportunities to put in conversion mechanisms where if people are checking you out, yeah, we want them to say, oh, let's connect, cool. Or if they're watching you and you're doing some content in a message, say, let's connect, yes. But there's opportunities in there for them to say, oh, this is what he does. There's a featured section where someone can click it and go to a landing page. So think of your profile as one, well, people are gonna check you out and they wanna be able to see who you are to say, hey, I want him in my network or I want her in my network. But two, the next thing is like, well, then how do I bring them into my realm? Whatever that is, because people have you know um, different businesses, but th that's the sneaky little trick. The LinkedIn profile, I look at it as your, your landing page. Uh, that's a great point, Mike. Uh, it's, it's actually the best landing page you can have um you know definitely you should be continually updating i know i'm always working on it 
but you know, I've gotten clients just from them seeing my LinkedIn profile. And um, my uncle, who's like a, who's a world-class management consultant, he didn't even have a website. He just had his LinkedIn profile and he was like always busy. So that's how powerful LinkedIn can be, especially if you're, you know, um, a thought leader or, you know, a business leader where you, where people can really understand who you are and, um, you know, what you can do for them. All right. So, now you opened up another can of worms. Okay. Because is that? And you're, and you're, you're going to see the smile on your face because you said, especially if you are a thought leader. So the vast majority of thought leaders absolutely suck on LinkedIn. So no one would ever even know based on the LinkedIn <laughs> profile what they're doing, that they are a thought leader. Now, that's good news for everyone that's not already branded as a thought leader because that creates this wide open um, space for you to step in and claim your thought leadership. So we've spoken about uh, Dan Kennedy, um, who I love, you know, just the one of the old great, well, he is old, but one of the, the, the great direct marketing guys. And, um, you know, he used to say the, the best way to command authority is to write a book. Because when someone sees that you have a book or they buy a book first and then they have that first appointment, it shifts the relationship. That conversation has shifted because you have a different position versus you outbounding trying to cold call somebody. And then the good news is, is that for everybody that's listening, is that there's really, I say, four ways to be a thought leader. One is write a book. So if you write a book, good on you. If you haven't, it's a real bitch. Um, <laughs> I've got a second copy that's sitting on the floor somewhere that, as, that should have been done, but it's not. So write, write a book if you have one. Um, the other is speak on stage, right? Because when you speak on stage, then... When you come off stage, people are coming up to you with a different perspective. The third is, I think if you sell your company for 100 million, you, you can claim yourself as a thought leader. And the fourth way, and this is a sneaky little trick, is actually to teach on LinkedIn. Okay. And, and that's the second part of that conversion and you said, yeah, your, your uncle didn't even have that. When people came, he's like, oh, this guy knows his shit. Excuse the French. I can see what he's done. Testimonials. I want to reach out and do business. Well, he already had you know, established himself. But what happens if you haven't established yourself yet? LinkedIn gives you that opportunity. Because every day you can write a post or shoot a, shoot a one or two minute video and teach. And so then when people come to your LinkedIn and they're like, oh, you got your LinkedIn dialed in, right? And they're going to say, what are, what are they doing on LinkedIn? And they go to your post and they're like, wow, this person is teaching online. That is the, really the great news for, as you said earlier, for the little, the little business guy, us, mm -hmm. right? And so I'm glad you sort of created the opening for that, but that's the... One, two, punch. No, and a hundred percent. I mean, definitely, you know, I always um, talk to people about what is your most important job as a business owner. And it's really all about sales and marketing. 
You know, most people don't start their business understanding that their job is really to sell and market, not to do what they do within their business. Um, and because of that, many business owners are woefully underprepared. Um, and they just go out there and do it without any training, without any knowledge. Um, but even if you start to have knowledge, the best salespeople and marketing people are always doing training and learn more about sales and marketing all the time. And that's one of the reasons I chose to do your program because, you know, you had a different take on how to sell and market um, and deep experience in, in actually doing it successfully for your business and for other businesses. So let's talk a little bit, Mike, about, you know, your program. You know, you talked about, you know, one of the first things you have to do is put your profile together. Um, because if you don't have that, then when your you know, communications work and they come back to see you, they're not seeing the you that they need to see. Um, but, you know, what, what, talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that um, you do to really, um, you know, have people do to engage people and get visibility out there in the LinkedIn world. So the, the opportunity in LinkedIn, as I mentioned, is to really give them what they want. And so everyone talks about, oh, you know, we got to figure out the algorithm, figure out the algorithm. And the bottom line is that um, that is, it's a nice conversation, but the reality is you're not going to figure out the algorithm. It's similar to trying to figure out the algorithm for to get ranked on Google. Um, the people that get ranked on Google are the ones that provide Google what they want, which means based on the keywords, you're going to provide articles that are relevant to those keywords, right? It makes sense. If I'm going to search on Google, Google is going to provide the best experience if what I look at is relative, relevant to my keywords. So you get ranked. You, everyone talks about beating the algorithm and tricking it and this and that, blah, 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 blah. With LinkedIn, we know the game, right? The game is that they are looking to get better content, get engagement. They're looking to have more thought leaders and also more viewers connected so they can actually optimize their platform. So in order for us to give them what they want, you have to really dissect what that is. So the big mistakes, we'll talk about that first, is anything that you're doing on LinkedIn that is taking people off of LinkedIn, it's kind of common sense that like, you know, probably not gonna get promoted by LinkedIn. In other words, if you have a YouTube video and you put the link on your LinkedIn post, they probably don't wanna show that to 500 or a thousand people. You're taking them off their platform. So a lot of this stuff, I don't have empirical evidence um, we have a lot of data because we're running a lot of clients' accounts and we optimize based on data, posts, and different things like that. But most of this stuff is falls into the realm of common sense. So let's go back to giving them what they want. If you are just in LinkedIn and you just have the philosophy of what's in it for me, then you're probably not helping them on their mission. Now, remember their mission. 
They want to increase the experience, engagement, thought leaders, content, so they can, they selfishly can be better at advertising and make more money. So if we're just saying what's in it for us, all we're doing is self-promotion, self-promotion on LinkedIn. Highly unlikely that any of those self-promotion posts are going to get much love from LinkedIn. Now, remember earlier, I was talking about the unique window right now is that if we give LinkedIn what they want, they'll share it to more people than I would say we deserve. Meaning that if I had a thousand connections and I put a post out that was a good teaching content post and I got my hashtags right. So if it was leadership at leadership and you know, you want six hashtags um, and then all of a sudden, that got some positive reaction from people like good post comment it, you're commenting then all of a sudden it does go through the process on linkedin which is this automatic process of like okay is there something real here or not and then it goes actually up to a manual review and then they say wow this is great content zing let's let it fly now i i think because of the, uh, the debacle with the last election, the fake news, all that stuff, that this process has gotten tighter because LinkedIn's actually fairly clean compared to Twitter and all the other platforms where there's so much stuff going on. So what we want to be able to do is say, okay, if you were LinkedIn and you want great content, what is it that you're going to give? So there's a lot of different ways to think about what great content is. And, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, who I mentioned early on, he teaches that it's really great to share about your experience in business, in life. And that is good content. Absolutely. Because people want to understand your journey and from your trials and tribulations and overcoming obstacles, they learn as well. So that's definitely a good thing to share. Um, my perspective, because I'm in the online education space and we write curriculum and I've been doing this now for a half a decade. My perspective was I took what Gary had to say and I made it my own. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to do what we know and that's teach. So all of our clients that we work with, we teach them what it means to teach and then frameworks of what a video post looks like and what a text-based post looks like in terms of those frameworks. So anyone viewing them is going to get the maximum benefit from what they're sharing. So that was a big one to unpack. We covered some things not to do. And we did cover what my favorite thing to do is. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other, I mean, who could argue with Gary Vaynerchuk? His company is going to do, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in revenues. And he's gone from nothing to, you know, thousands of employees. And he's the rock star when it comes to all social media. So I'm not here to debunk him. I just give my flavor because we come from the education space. Okay, great. You know, so one of the things that I really liked about working with you and one of the key things that they always say if you're going to do social media is consistency and you know basically because of that it made me do a post <laughs> every day where uh, it's very unlikely that i would have previously so talk a little bit about consistency and why that's important and also timing of when you do the post um you know once again people that are 
teaching LinkedIn, everyone has different philosophies. Um, <clears throat> what we do is we post every working day, not on weekends and not on holidays, partly because I, I don't want to run our service on the weekends and have people that work with me work on weekends. So that's part of it. And second is that I feel like the from a business platform perspective, if we're going to be posting, say, 20 times a month, then that's a good number. I want people to know that Monday through Friday, that you know, over time people just watch and they're like, oh, there's something that's gonna come from, from Mike. It's Monday through Friday, and it always does. So that's sort of our number. I know other people say post three times a week. Um, there's all there's a, a whole bunch of people saying a, a bunch of stuff. I don't know what's right or wrong. I just know it works for us because we're getting really good results. So we post uh, Monday through Friday, and we like to post around 10-ish to 11, 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. Now, once again, is it a science? Do I have access to their algorithm? No. Um, however, it's what I learned initially and has worked, uh, worked really well for us. It Once again, it makes sense. Um, 10 to 11-ish is, I mean, perfect for Eastern Standard Time. I mean, most of the people we're dealing with are, you know, US-based, um, but even 10-ish to 11-ish is a good time for um, parts of Europe because it's three o'clock in the afternoon. So that's pretty good. Um, maybe a, a slightly early for uh, California, um, seven to eight in the morning. But everyone knows if you're a business owner, you're you're getting up early. So that's also a pretty good time. So that's our window. We like to stay consistent within that window. Um, so that's part one to that answer. Part two is we actually do a second post in the afternoon. And that post is what we call a top 100. And really what it means, I won't take so much time to get into so much detail, but in the afternoon, we're sharing someone else's post. So it's the philosophy. It's not what I can always just, it's not what I get. It's what I can give because that's why we're teaching. But then we go one step further and we're helping the platform, LinkedIn, because we're, in the afternoon, we're sharing someone else's post. And again, it works for us. Um, I, I, I've never decided to stop doing that. Um, but to me, it feels good when people will look at my posting and say, well, he's sharing. It's not just a mic show, right? He has great content, but in the afternoons, he's finding some clever stuff to share as well. So that's, that's how we do it. Okay, great. And, you know, one other thing that you do that, you know, I think is a key part of your strategy is you do video posts as well as uh, co content, word posts. So talk a little bit about kind of the strategy behind that and, you know, what the pluses and minuses are of each of them and why it's important to combine them. So this is going to maybe have some people, um, the hair in the back of their neck stick up. But in my opinion, you must add video posts. You must add video posts. And it goes back to the conversation we started about 20 minutes ago about thought leader, 
right? Uh, like be, that's the opportunity is to step in as a thought leader. When you when you own that and get that respect from others that are watching and following you, any of the inbound leads are going to be um, very far along that sales cycle. They'll know your strategy. They'll know your belief systems. They'll know and trust and like you because they've been following you. That's part of what we're looking to. We're, 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 we are absolutely looking to create thought leadership ownership for every one of our clients. We're, we're, get, we're taking that. So um, this goes back to um, what not to do again. So if you're posting on LinkedIn and you're posting other people's quotes, Tony Robbins or, or just general quotes, uh, you know, it's not about working harder, it's about working smarter. Like all these things that you see that are being posted, the value of that is it's better than nothing, but it's not at a scale of one to 10, it's a it's at zero to 10, it's a one, in my opinion. So people are active, they're finding stuff, little snippets and little things like that. Now, there's an exception to the rule. If you are in personal development, then you want to be talking about overcoming limiting beliefs and powering through and that that's your business. So that relegates you to teaching. But if you're in um, the printing business and you're talking about overcoming obstacles because it's easy just to get quotes, then you missed the opportunity. Because the opportunity is to teach so you own your leadership position. And so I just want to get that point and throw that point down because that's really important to understand. So that's why I think teaching is powerful. Now, let's compare two types of posts. So we have a framework for a, a teaching written post. I'll, I'll share it. It's like a, a headline, which is always a good thing to have. And then something that's a little counterintuitive. And then something that's like, well, most people are doing it like this. But if you consider these three things or these four points, you might see this happen. Share your experience if that's true for you or not. That's our framework. And I guess you'll laugh at this because I, I, I've said this in the last seven months. And the, the only objective that we want to accomplish with our posts is for when he or she comes to our site and looks at our stuff, they say, wow, Mike knows his shit. Or Barbara knows her shit. Or Andrew knows his shit. I've said this probably a thousand times in the last seven months. That's how easy I is to break it down. That's the objective of what we're looking to do with a post. Therefore, if I'm quoting Tony Robbins, and I'm in the online education space, nobody is going to say, wow, Mike knows his shit about, you know, point scoring and leaderboards and getting high course completion rates, because all he's talking about is Tony Robbins quote stuff. That makes sense? So that's one thing that we just got to get clear. Now, when we go back to the two types of posts, if I'm posting text, I can be teaching. And people will say, wow, Mike knows his stuff. 
but the value of video, and you pay a penalty for doing video, which I'll share in a second, but the value of video is that you build a relationship with the people that are watching your video. Because not only will they say, wow, Mike knows his stuff, you're either gonna love me or hate me, right? There's probably a bunch of people like, look at this bald-headed guy, he's got his glasses on, you know, fake backdrop, he's got a little shadows under here, he's got a funny voice with a little bit of a New York accent. <clears throat> Not my guy. That's cool. Because we are going to attract based on who we are, what we know, our energy, how we share and how we interact, our tribe. The power of doing it in video is not only do they say he or she knows their shit, but I know, like, and trust them. And that you can't do any other way. So that's why we do both. Good to do an equal balance. A lot of stuff comes up for people doing video. You happen to be good at it. But, you know, we, we're working with a lot of people. You are in the group. You see what we do because <laughs> we, we're meeting with our group. There's a lot of things that come up. So not the easiest thing to do, but the reality is, is the only way that you're going to get any better at it is through practice. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, my skills in doing that have gone up. Um, you know, we haven't even had a chance to touch on a lot of things and the hour's almost over. Um, you know, a few key things, um, you know, really take, big takeaways for me is really the CTA, the call to action. You know, how do you write a good call to action? And how do you respond to people who respond to your call to action to increase the likelihood of them uh, moving to the next level in your um, in your funnel or your development process and making them more likely to to work with you um so it, it it's really in depth but you know it's important to you know really start the process of your profile learn how to post um and you can you know accelerate the process by by working with people and, and that's why i chose to do that so um you know as a business owner you can't do everything yourself but you know it's a continuous journey continue important to learn um mike if you want to let people know how they can reach you and if there's anything you want to um share with them um why don't we take a minute to do that awesome the best way to reach me is on linkedin so i think we have it up in um the chat my uh, my linkedin is linkedin.com forward slash I-N forward slash Mike Weiss, M-I-K-E-W-E-I-S-S, -S, in case this is playing and there's no thing on the side. But you just look for, I, I think I have a hat, but just look for my face um, on LinkedIn because we're there every day. And I have a, a lot of different uh, documents that we make available for free. The, the one I think that um, most everyone should uh, request is the LinkedIn profile 18-step document. So it will cover a lot of the things we spoke to about today. We break down the LinkedIn profile and really all these things that you can do to optimize it and get what you call an all-star status on LinkedIn. And the easiest thing to do is just go to my profile, hit me up, put the message in and say, hey, I show you uh, with Andrew. 
can you hit me and send me up the um, the uh, LinkedIn profile? Easiest way. I literally have shut down most of my other marketing um, just because, you know, a decade's worth of business is just sitting on LinkedIn. So that's where I am. Then that's the easiest way um, to get me. The other thing I also would like to point out is that also keep an eye on what Andrew's doing because he's doing a great job. You want to see a really powerful call to action, which he was referring to just a minute ago. You watch Andrew's posts because at the end of every one of his posts, he has a very powerful um, call to action. Thank you for serving and protecting us, um, Andrew. You know, I always say that. I love that about um, all the people in the service uh, that have protected us. And you wove that, it's woven into your call to action along with your other accomplishments. And um, so that's a good place also to look and study others. Um, sign up for Gary Van, anything Gary Vaynerchuk, sign up for Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, you got to be in constant inquiry to learn. And you don't want to get overwhelmed and, and, and get so much so you do nothing. But there's some, you know, key folks out there that um, I look at all the time. I look at posts that have done really well. And I, don't, I mean, I don't even know the people, but I'm kind of looking at it from a framework of like, what did they do that caused this to, to do so well? And so that's also a very good thing um, for, for people to do to also to, to learn. Um, we do something that's very narrow. It works well, um, but there's a lot of other things that you can, you know, other people you can learn from and things you can do on LinkedIn. Mike, I greatly appreciate you coming out and joining me i feel like we didn't even cover half of the things that we we could and should cover so hopefully i could get you back on the show and we can even talk in more detail because i, I think this is so critical for business owners especially in this environment um, to really develop their skills on linkedin and take advantage of this opportunity while it's available. Thank you for listening to Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com.